In Parliament, Conservative MP Liam Fox suggested that we didn't have the data we needed to clearly measure mortality from COVID-19. We need to know those who have actually died of COVID as the primary infection. But we do know how many people in England and Wales died with COVID-19 as the underlying cause in 2020. It's 73,444. This is publicly available data accessible on the Office for National Statistics website. We need to know those who've died with COVID. I died of something else but have been diagnosed as being positively exposed. But we do know how many people died in 2020 where the underlying cause of death was not COVID, but whose death, in part, was deemed to be caused by it. That's 7,386. You can work that out by subtracting the 73,444 figure from the number of people who had COVID mentioned on their death certificate, which is 80,830. This information is also easy to access from the ONS website. We need to know who have died as a result of COVID, either because of the lack of access to healthcare during the lockdown or because of a diminution of capacity. But Dr Fox is right to note that we don't have data on how many people are dying due to the impact of COVID-19 on the healthcare system and not from COVID-19 itself. That being said, it is hard to see how that could be calculated in any objective manner. However, back in July, the ONS and other public bodies estimated that over the long term, COVID-19 would have a bigger impact on mortality and morbidity indirectly, for example through impacts on non-COVID treatment, than COVID-19 itself. Elsewhere, a number of prominent Twitter users, including former Labour MP Claudia Webb, have claimed that COVID-19 infections among teachers are 333% above the average. But this claim is not reliable because it's based on comparing two uncomparable data sets. The 333% figure comes from comparing self-reported data on infections among secondary school staff with infections confirmed by a PCR test among the general population collected by Leeds City Council. So an untested teacher who only suspected they had COVID-19 would be counted. But, for example, a plumber from Leeds would only be counted if they had taken and returned a positive test. Other, more comparable data is inconclusive on whether teachers are at higher risk. As such, we cannot accept this 333% figure as a reliable indication that teachers are more at risk of infection than the general public. And finally, we were asked to look into claims covered widely in the international press that 23 people died in Norway after getting the COVID-19 vaccination. The chief physician of the Norwegian Medicines Agency said that common adverse reactions to mRNA vaccines, such as fever and nausea, may have contributed to a fatal outcome in some frail patients. But it's important to remember that Norway and other countries are prioritising the elderly and those in nursing homes who may have serious underlying health conditions so it's to be expected that some deaths will occur close to the time of vaccination. Elderly or not, when you vaccinate people in such vast numbers, you will expect a certain number of people to die by chance. This doesn't mean the vaccine caused those deaths. As a way of comparison, about 400 people on average die in Norwegian nursing homes per week. The Norwegian Institute of Public Health has said that there is no certain connection between these deaths and the vaccine, but that there is a possibility that these common adverse reactions may aggravate underlying disease in the elderly. That's all from us this week. I'll be back with more of our independent, impartial fact checks at the same time next Friday morning.